You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 124 of Brewers on Tap. It's an Independence Day version of the podcast as the Brewers, the first team to 50 wins in the National League, winning game number 50 on Tuesday afternoon over the Minnesota Twins. The crew has taken both games in the first two games of this three-game series against Minnesota. The crew coming off a split over the weekend in Cincinnati against the Reds, a split before that at home against the Kansas City Royals. So the crew has won this series against the Twins, and again, up by a half game over the Atlanta Braves for the best record in the National League currently. The Brewers playing extremely uh, good in certain areas right now. The crew, of course, uh, still with that great bullpen, throwing a two-hit shutout on Tuesday afternoon against Minnesota. Josh Hader, three scoreless innings, a couple of strikeouts for him. And as well, it was Corey Knable striking out the side in a perfect ninth inning, and it was Junior Guerra who got the start, went five innings, and struck out eight. Just two hits allowed by the Brewers. Just a tremendous pitching performance on Tuesday afternoon. Of course, an exciting win on Monday night against the Twins here at Miller Park in walk-off style in the bottom of the 10th inning when Brad Miller drew the bases loaded walk. So the crew still in good shape, still sitting in first place in the National League Central, up by a game over the Chicago Cubs, and they finish up the series this afternoon against the Minnesota Twins here on the 4th of July at Miller Park. Let's listen in to how the last week has sounded. Swing and a high flight on the left field line, heading towards the corner. Duvall looking up, and it is gone! Jesus Aguilar does it again. Two-run home run right down the left field line, and we're all square to a piece. Knable has the sign from Kratz. Into the stretch he goes. Here's the kick and the pitch. Struck him out swinging. Corey Knable seals the deal for the crew, and they beat the Reds by a final of 6-4. to four. Mono's first pitch to Broxton, and he jumps on this one, hits it to deep left center field, back and gone. Keon Broxton goes deep for the first time in 2018, and the Brewers take a 2 to nothing lead. Great speed on the bases. 1-1 to VR. Swing and a miss. Broxton caught no man's land between third and home. They're going to run him towards home plate. Broxton falls down. He's lost his helmet. RC is going to try and run back towards second base. Here's the throw, and they will get him. Broxton trying to score. Broxton's in. What a wild play as RC is thrown out at second, but Keon Broxton able to run all the way home and get a huge run across for the crew. Broxton drives one deep right field. Back is Shevler at the track, at the wall. It's off the top of the fence and in the bleachers. Keon Broxton has hit another home run. It's 8-1 Brewers on a five-run ninth inning in Cincinnati. He's got Scooter Jeanette in his sights and the first pitch to Scooter. 
Line towards right center. Broxton moving over. He dives. He caught it. Keon Broxton, have a night, young fella. Couple of home runs and a diving catch in right center. And the Brewers dugout tipping their caps, and rightfully so. And Keon Broxton shrugs his shoulders. That patented smile. Pena sends this in the air. Deep center field going back is Kepler. He's at the track. It's gone. Manny Pena goes deep. His sixth of the season. And the Brewers cut into that lead. It's a 5-2 ball game. The 1-0 from Gibson. And Miller flares this one into left center. Will it get down? It does. And it gets past Rosario out in left. Broxton will score. VR stops in second. And the Brewers with another run across make it a 5-3 ball game. 1-1 pitch into the air. Center field. Broxton drifting back. Still back. Warning track at the wall. Jumps! He got another one! Keon Broxton took a home run away from Joe Maurer. Right in Robin Young's corner. Keon Broxton, for at least the third time in the big leagues, took a home run away from an opponent. The 3-0. Upstairs, the Brewers walk it off in 10. Brad Miller draws the bases loaded walk. And the crew wins this one 6-5 to take the opening game of this three-game series. The 0-1 to Page. Turned on, hits a deep right field, back and gone! Eric Thames goes deep. And the Brewers take the 2 to nothing lead. Knable kicks and deals. Struck him out looking. Big curveball on the inside edge, and Knable strikes out the side in the ninth. Brewers take down the Twins by a final of 2 to nothing. Some big power over the course of the last week from the likes of Jesus Aguilar, Eric Thames, and Keon Broxton. Coming up on the podcast today, we have a bunch of interviews for you. We're going to talk to Jesus Aguilar. Brad Miller, who has been inserted at the top of the Brewers lineup with that absence of Lorenzo Cain in the leadoff spot. We're going to talk to him about that and how he settled into this Brewers clubhouse. And Keon Broxton, back up with the big league crew. We'll get a chance to sit down with him about what it's like to be back in Milwaukee. All of that coming up, plus we'll check in on the farm and we'll take a look at what's on tap. Let's jump into the clubhouse conversations. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty but good job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be uh, your plan. But once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It was uh, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses, and that's where guys get caught up in. Uh, trying to do too much now for the clubhouse conversation first up we chat with brewers first baseman jesus aguilar who hitting 308 with 19 home runs and 55 driven in he has an ops of 987 he's slugging at a 617 clip jesus aguilar is starting to get a lot of noise from people around major league baseball saying this guy deserves to go to the all-star game and hopefully he will be there in just a couple of weeks. We had a chance to sit down with him in Cincinnati. Um, you're in the midst of a, a really good stretch right now. You're obviously seeing the baseball well. Uh, can you remember a stretch where you 
we're having this kind of success over this period of time? It's kind of a long process. Um, I've been working from spring training, so I think uh, my success right now is because I stay, I stay positive. I stay um, like kind of chilling about doing, doing the thing the right way over there. You know, I just try to go there, try to do the thing the right way. Um, a lot of good things happen right now, so now we gotta keep going, and now we gotta keep pushing. Um, um, we hope it's gonna be a good season for us. You see a lot of slider away, and going back to last year to where you're at today, it seems like you've gotten better at recognizing that pitch, laying off the bad ones, and still doing damage on the ones that maybe aren't as good. Do you feel like you've gotten better with that pitch over the last year and a half? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Just try to uh, see the ball control, you know. Um, uh, last year was uh, kind of tough because I never been like, like all that time in the, in the show, you know. But now, now I do like I think I do like a little adjustment there and just try to see the ball, try to hit the ball to the middle of the park. Um, that, I think that's why I, 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 I'm kind of better. Um, the other thing is the confidence. I got a lot of confidence right now. I go there, just try to see the ball, try to be aggressive in the straight zone. I think that's why I got a lot of success with the slide. I mean, take, taking those sliders away. Jesus Aguilar is our guest. You have 19 home runs. You have home runs in three straight games now. Sometimes it doesn't even look like you're totally barreling the ball up. You're just that strong that you can get some balls out. Is that pretty accurate? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just try to hit the ball on front, you know, until I get a ball on front and another ball is gonna fly. Especially in those parts, like they are like good part to hit. So I don't know. Like it's kind of natural. I, don't, I mean, I don't really, I don't really try to think about that. You know, I just try to hit the ball on front, try to put the barrel on front of the ball, and then the ball fly. You have made some great plays defensively and really settled in at first base. Uh, is that something that you pride yourself in? Is maybe surprising people with your ability to play first base as well as you do defensively? I, I'm one of those players. I don't think like uh, baseball is just hit. Sometimes you can win game, play deep, good defense. That's that's how I think. And that's, so that's why I think like I try to work a lot in my defense. You know, you never know when you're gonna save the. Whatever play, um, whatever situation, you know. So you gotta be ready. That's why I think I think like, um, don't 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 just don't 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 just think about like, baseball is just hitting or just hit. Baseball is different too. That's why I, think I, I try to be focused on my defense. It seems like you really have taken a big role in the clubhouse too. One of the leaders in some ways. Do do you feel that way that you've become a leader in this clubhouse at all? No, no, no. I mean, just try to be me. I'm the same guy like from last year when I came here. Um, I just try to stay positive, you know. I just try to to bring a lot of good things, that bring things positive. Um, um, I just try to like like create like like, like a good good um, uh, clubhouse, you know, like uh, positive thing, music, everybody happy, you know, all that kind of thing. Like when you go there, you go like kind of with no pressure, you know. Last night, the benches cleared, and you had some fun basically bear-hugging part of the Reds' bullpen and laughing at the same time, and they were having fun with it as well. What was what was your intent there, and, and was everybody having actually some fun out of that, which started serious but ended up uh, resulting without really any kind of fireworks? First, uh, we don't know what's, what's happening in that moment. We don't, under, we don't even understand what, what, you, what, what, what they're doing, you know. Uh, that's why we, we, we came here and we was talking like kind of chilling there, like like what happened? Where are we gonna fight? Nobody knows, you know. Um, 
And then when and I know a bunch of people over there, you know, they when they came from the bullpen, I'm like, hey, where, where you guys going? You know, like kind of try to make those things funny, you know, like they try to turn to positive thing, you know, to like relaxing thing because we don't we don't supposed to do that. Um, just try to like be me, you know, be me. Just try to chill out, all, all that kind of stuff, and try to turn positive. Well, you've done a great job at being you, and um, appreciate you giving us some time here today on the pregame show. Thank you, thank you. Our thanks to Jesus Aguilar for joining us on Brewers on Tap. Our hope is that he'll be in Washington, D.C. for the All-Star Game in just a couple of weeks. Certainly has put up the numbers to warrant it. Brad Miller is one of the newest Brewers, and boy, has he made an impact since coming over from Tampa Bay. And one of the things that wasn't talked a lot about with Brad Miller when the Brewers made the move for Miller is that he was playing good baseball. He was really swinging the bat well at the time that the Brewers claimed him and brought him over, actually traded G-Man Choi for him after Miller had been designated for assignment by the Tampa Bay Rays. Miller was hitting 333 over his last eight games in Tampa Bay with four doubles in that span and a home run. He was 9 for 27. He was slugging at a 593 clip. So he was getting some things done, and it's carried over. He has been uh, a big impact bat for the Brewers in the time since then. If you can go back to those eight games, and then you also go with his 10 games in a Brewers uniform. He's hitting 339 over those 18 games with two home runs and 12 driven in, seven doubles in the span. Really getting uh, it done for the Brewers. And he's been a nice addition to the top of the lineup in the absence of Lorenzo Cain, who, of course, has been on the disabled list. We had a chance to sit down with Brad Miller and talk to him about coming over to the Brewers and being part of a pennant chase. You have to be excited about the way you're fitting in at this club early on. I hundred percent just uh, obviously excited to be a part of this organization. Um, you know, a team that is on top of the standings and, and doing things the right way. Um, you know, definitely when I got traded, I remember when they came and played us last year and just kind of the, uh, the culture they've created here is, uh, is something that I was really looking forward to be a part of. And, and I haven't been disappointed these first couple games. You would have had some familiarity with a couple of brewers. Dan Jennings was with you in Tampa Bay at the end of last season when he came over at the deadline. I believe you and Eric Thames would have crossed paths yeah. with the Mariners at some mm -hmm. point in time. So were those guys that you were able to lean on a little bit early on when you first got to the clubhouse? Oh, for sure. Um, obviously meeting a bunch of new faces, um, guys that maybe I'd played against a lot but never really knew, starting those relationships, meeting all the staff, um, you know, all the support staff. and uh, But really, I mean, everything runs pretty cleanly around here, it seems. Um, you know, the transition has been pretty easy. Everybody's been first class and, uh, you know, making me feel welcome and comfortable in, in a new city with a new organization. So, honestly, it's been about as smooth of a transition as it can be just because of, you know, everybody's help. Last 2016, you had that great year. Last year, you had some injuries that kind of slowed you down a little bit. You didn't put together the season that you wanted. Mm -hmm. And now getting a chance to go somewhere and kind of get a fresh start, that seems like it can really invigorate guys at times. Uh, we've seen it happen here with multiple guys over the yeah. last couple of years. Is that how you feel right now? This is just a great opportunity to get plugged into a place where you can go compete for a division title? 100%. Um, really excited about the opportunity, being a part of, of this group. Um, yeah, everybody, you know, every once in a while you need a fresh start, some different places, some different eyes on you, um, a little bit more pep in your step. And, uh, you know, definitely I think um, when it all was going down, I was, I was pretty pumped, obviously, you know, to join a winning organization and just to kind of help in any way I can. But I'm definitely um, excited and, and uh, full of energy and ready to go. Seems like every time somebody new comes into the fold with the Brewers, one of the first things they comment is the energy in that clubhouse. Yeah. It, it's a good core that – 
that likes to be around each other. That's something that you can kind of take for granted at times. I'm sure when you come from the outside in, it's not something you take for granted. No, for sure. Definitely not. The, the winning, I think, is something I, I personally and all of us don't take for granted just because, you know, it's really hard to win at this level, um, you know, and to, to win consistently throughout the year and put yourself in a good position. So, um, you know, me personally, I've never been in the playoffs, and that's something that, you know, I'm hungry for and striving for just like all these guys. So, um, they've, they've got a great thing going here, and I'm really pumped to, to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I can see why they're in first place and we're in first place is because um, we got a bunch of guys and staff that, that, that do things the right way. Being a guy that can play all over the diamond, you have to be really excited to be in the National League for the first time in your big league career. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think I, I fit with the National League and, uh, you know, really excited that, you know, the Brewers are, are giving me a, a chance to play shortstop and second base. You know, it's something, it, it's it's my position. It's what I play. Um, obviously, I have experience all over the field, which is awesome. And uh, I've enjoyed that as well. But, um, you know, getting getting the reps at shortstop and, and second base is, is something that I'm really excited about. What has it been like in terms of getting on the same page as, as Manny Pena and Eric Kratz and, and the middle infielders and the pitchers and everything else and controlling yeah. the running game? Yeah, I mean, these guys are, are awesome. Like I said, they're really helping make the transition pretty smooth. Um, the communication's been great. And I think also, too, like you realize with the National League game, you know, it's all hands on deck. Everybody, even if you're not starting, um, you know, you're locked in, you're ready to go. And, and everybody, um, when we kind of do the line change there, everybody's picking each other up. You know, it was awesome. You know, Arcea started and made some plays, and then I came in and vice versa the other day. So um, it's, it's all part of uh, – of a, of a really good team. You know, if you want to be in first place and play in the playoffs, you, you got to be strong top to bottom. And, and, uh, and I feel like we got a really good group. What was your approach yesterday on the home run? Take me through that at bat a little bit. Shoot. Um, honestly, just uh, just battling. Obviously, uh, Sogi and Manny um, getting on base for me. That's a great position to be in to hit. Uh, first and third there, driving in some runs. And, and really, I just wanted to cash in, you know, Sogi on third. Um, because you know we needed four runs and we needed some runs and and just battling and wanting to put the ball in play, um, and uh, you know was able to able to get one and, and bring us all in, which was which was cool. Thought we were going to do it there, but they made a couple good pitches and you know, but we fought. Well, Brad, you're back in there again tonight, so uh, best of luck and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Awesome, thank you. Thanks to Brad Miller for joining us here on the podcast. Our third and final conversation is with Keon Broxton. Never easy to go 2020 in a season and start the next season in AAA, but that's what was the case for Keon Broxton this year. He's kept a good attitude through it all, and he talked about some of the adjustments he tried to make in AAA that helped him come up to the big league club over the last week and have the impact that he's had. Keon, big night last night, three for four, three runs scored, the two home runs, and a couple of tremendous plays made in center field. At the beginning of the year, when you were sent to AAA, you're a competitive guy. I'm sure that was frustrating for you. What was your mindset to keep to keep yourself ready for this opportunity? Because it looks like you've seized it. Uh, my mindset was just to work on on everything that I needed to work on, and uh, obviously that was you know, strikeouts and cut my strikeouts down, and just work on every aspect of my game. And uh, I just went down there and just really focused on on my game as a whole, base running, defense, and uh, hitting as well. So that, that really kept me grounded while I was down there and kept me focused, and it, it kept me locked in. You've always been a guy that it's never been a finished product for you. Every time you've had success, you're still looking at ways that you can get better. You've tweaked your your stance. You've tweaked your approach at times at the plate. What are some of the things you worked on while in AAA, specifically at the plate, to get yourself better prepared? Um, well, I moved my hands back up. Uh, I think that's the most noticeable thing. 
to, to everyone. Um, and basically that's just, just put me in a position where I can attack every, every aspect of the zone. I, can, I feel like I can hit pitches that are up, I can hit pitches that are down, I feel like I can hit pitches that are away or in. And uh, that's, that's the main thing is being able to hit every pitch at any point in time. And uh, I think that's put me in a good position to do that. And then uh, my mental part of the game too is just really just stay up the middle, um, looking to looking to see the inside part of the baseball and attack the inside part of the baseball, get true backspin and true flight. And doing that keeps me on a lot of pitches. Um, I think last year I got off a lot of pitches. I was getting beat with sliders, fastballs, and everything. So this year I just try to solidify my whole uh, my whole stance and, and mental process in the box and that's worked out pretty well so far you scored a run after you had stole third and then you fall down on your secondary lead and get caught into a little bit of a pickle between third and home end up dashing home after Orlando went back to second and was tagged out at second take me through that play and what was going through your mind um, I was just going on contact um, and basically on, on contact I, I want to be in a position where if uh, anyone puts the ball in play anywhere, I would be safe at home. So um, once I saw VR getting ready to swing, I, I was already kind of taking off to, 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 uh, to home plate, expecting that he was going to hit the ball. But uh, baseball is so hard, so a guy swing and miss all the time. So once I saw him miss, I tried to stop and go back to third, but I ended up sliding at least three feet before I could even take off back to third. And Barnhart was... was uh, was um, heads up enough to see that I was sliding and, and off balance. So he threw it to third, got in a little pickle. And uh, credit goes to Arcia for even even being, even thinking about going back to second. He had plenty of time to go to third. That's, that's what everyone is really supposed to do is go to third and stay there. And I would really be out. And um, But, I mean, he had enough awareness to go back to second. And uh, as soon as he took off the second, I was just waiting on Barnhart to throw it because I was going home. Uh, I, I figured that was going to be a tough play for those guys to pull off. Um, Barnhart throwing it back to second, tagging Arcia, and to throw me out at home. I thought that was going to be a very difficult play. So um, it was just heads-up play by me and Arcia right there. I'm, I'm glad he was, he was on base to, to realize that, and I'm glad we can execute it. Two years ago, your first year in the big leagues, your first full year in the big leagues, really, where you were up and down a lot. Your first hit came in Atlanta on an infield single, and then you kind of get going after that. Thursday night, you had a swinging bunt single, and you kind of got going after that. Isn't it funny how sometimes those are the things that can get you going? <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about that is, man, after I hit that ball that trickled to third base, I was like, man, that, that, that reminded me about my first hit I ever got up here. <laughs> you know, so it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's crazy how things work out, I guess. The play in center field in the ninth inning last night, you've made some great plays. You've brought home runs back. Where does that one rank in, on, on the level of difficulty of some of the plays you've made in center field? Uh, I feel like anytime I leave my feet to, to make a play, it's, it's a great play. Um, I don't really leave my feet that much. I like to try to get to it as quick as possible so I don't have to do that. But, uh, yeah, anytime I leave my feet, especially spread out like that, you know, it, it's, it's a great play, I think. I think your comment last night after the first home run was a blast from the past. It was certainly a tremendous performance by you. Maybe your best all-around performance in your big league career. Congratulations and uh, good luck again today. Thank you very much. Thanks to Keon Broxton for checking in with us here on Brewers on Tap. All right, let's go down on the farm. Checking in on the farm. As 
we go down on the farm, let's run through the records of the Brewers minor league affiliates. Colorado Springs in AAA and the PCL, they're sitting at 46 and 37. They've had a hot last couple of weeks to get themselves right in the mix in the American Northern Division, just a half game back currently in their own division. Double A Biloxi, the Shuckers, of course, won the first half in the South Division of the Southern League, and they are 6 and 5 so far over the second half. The Shuckers sitting at 47 and 34 overall on the year. Class A Advanced Carolina, 7 and 5 in their second half currently in the Southern Division of the Carolina League, and they went 34 and 36 in the first half, so they are an even 500 now on the season. Class A Wisconsin, the Timber Rattlers at 4 and 8 in their second half, they went 31 and 38 in the first half. And of course, the rookie league seasons are underway. The rookie Helena Brewers in the Pioneer League, they're off to an 11 and 8 start, winning 6 to 5 at Great Falls on Tuesday night. And the rookie league Arizona Brewers are off to a 6 and 7 start. Some highlights for you from some of the Brewers over the course of the last week or so. Demi Oromoloy has been moved up from Class A Midwest League Wisconsin to the Carolina Mudcats, and he has gotten off to a pretty good start uh, so far uh, with his Class A advanced career. He's reached sa base safely in 11 of 12 games since joining the Mudcats. He's hitting 340, 16 of 47, a couple of doubles, a home run. He's driven in seven so far in his short time with the Carolina Mudcats. Weston Wilson had a big day on Tuesday. He drove in all four Mudcat runs on Tuesday. He went three for four with a double in his ninth home run of the year as well. The big arm right now that is turning a lot of heads for the Brewers is in double-A. Zach Brown, who pitched in the double-A All-Star game, nearly had that perfect game in early June. He pitched the remainder of Monday's resumed suspended game. Marcos Diplon is now up in double-A. He's pitched really well over three outings in double-A so far. He started that game, gave up a couple of runs in five innings and struck out eight. And then Zach Brown picked up the, the rest of that game yesterday and threw four scoreless innings uh, last night to help the Shuckers get that win over Mobile. Of course, there's been some rehab assignments going on as well down on the farm. Tyler Saladino has had his rehab assignment transferred to Colorado Springs. He went one for three with a run and a walk on Tuesday for the Sky Sox. And Wade Miley, the lefty, Brewers hoping to get him back at some point down the road. He made a rehab start with the Biloxi Shuckers yesterday and much better outing for him. He went four and a third innings, gave up four hits, a walk, and four strikeouts, did not surrender a run. So... Uh, Wade Miley looking like he's getting himself a little bit more on track currently. couple of PCL All-Stars for you. Christian Bethencourt has been named to the PCL All-Star game. Nate Orff was as well, but Nate Orff has been promoted, of course, to Milwaukee, and he's now with the Brewers. All right, let's uh, see what's coming up for the crew. Here's what's on tap. Well, it's another jam-packed weekend this weekend for the Brewers as the crew hosting the Atlanta Braves. Two top teams in the National League will square off for a four-game series this weekend here at Miller Park. It's going to be great baseball, but there's going to be some great giveaways as well. On Friday, that's a 7-10 start. That's a five-county Friday. All five-county residents can save 50% on Brewers tickets. Saturday is Service Arrows Day, presented by Aurora Healthcare. There is going to be a special ticket package that includes a Brewers Sugar Skull bobblehead. And then on Sunday, that's a 110 start. And that 110 start 
All fans in attendance, courtesy of Orvis Corporation, will get a Robin Yount 1970s replica jersey. Again, the times for that series, Thursday at 710, Friday at 710, Saturday at 310, and then Sunday is a 110 start. Then the crew will get back on the road for the final time in the first half as they'll go to Miami and Pittsburgh for an eight-game road trip before coming home for the All-Star break. To view the full schedule and reserve your tickets, visit Brewers.com today. That is going to do it for episode number one, number 122. That is going to do it for episode number 124 of Brewers on Tap. We'll be back with you next week from Miami as the crew is in the midst of their road trip through the Marlins and the Pirates. I'm Lane Grindle. Have a great 4th of July, everybody.